All right, you guys can go ahead and have your seats. I, my dad has so many dad jokes. It's like a little embarrassing because every time we go somewhere, he will share one of those dad jokes. But I'm not even going to tell you them because his dad jokes are not just like quick little silly ones. They're like 10 minutes long and you're just like, seriously, I sat here for that. So anyways, <laughs> I love my dad, but don't listen to his jokes. If he tries to suck you in, just walk away. Thanks, say I gotta go, and then get out of there, because it's going to be something else. But happy Father's Day. It was so good for you guys to be here on Father's Day. I love celebrating you guys. I'm often up here, like, talking about women, and I mean, not, on, not just women, but I love that I actually get to speak and encourage the dads on Father's Day. And so, you guys, today is going to live in infamy. I know I'm the one who, like, talks the longest of all of the pastors here on staff. And today is actually going to be a day where it's going to go fast. I promise. This is going to be, like, my quickest sermon ever because we actually took a poll. We talked to a bunch of dads in different areas of the church and said, what do you guys really want to do for Father's Day? We're still small enough. We're agile. We can do whatever we want to do. And so, so many have said, you know what? I just like to hang out with my family, eat good food, play some games, and chill out. And so they, we actually had requested to have a shorter service and to spend more time together. So that's what we're going to do. You guys probably saw when you walked in, there's some games out there, and Will and Wendy are out there cooking some hot dogs and chips for you guys right now. So Go outside, grab some chips and hot dogs, hang out for a while. We built an extra time for you guys to be able to do that. So I'm really excited about that. And um, just to be able to bless you guys and have a great day together. So um, that being said, I know that Father's Day can bring a lot of different emotions for many of us. And I know that sometimes, I just want to acknowledge that sometimes Father's Day can be a painful day for some of us. And, and that could just be for a number of reasons. Um, and so today, I'm not, I don't want to like um, harp on a, a dad lesson or tell you guys to like, you know, be strong and man up. That's not what I want to do today. Um, I know that um, this day can be a reminder of sometimes things that are lost or unlived. And so my goal really today is to encourage you and to talk about the love of our Heavenly Father and what a good Heavenly Father that we have. And actually believe that God created men to be able to reflect his goodness. And so I'm excited to share today actually about some of my favorite um, men in my life that have, I think, reflected God's Father heart in so many cool ways. Um, but, you know, I think unfortunately so many times in pop culture and TV, it's not often that we really truly highlight great men. Um, you know, oftentimes there's these like caricatures of men and they're, you know, I, I'm thinking of like married with children and it's like not the guy that you want to like fashion your life after. Do you guys remember that show? Married with children? That's a long time ago. Anyways, the Simpsons, you know, I'm like, they're not like the kind of guys that you're like, yeah, that's who I want to be, right? And so unfortunately, there's, it's just not the juicy drama that we want to sit down and watch at night, right? And so sometimes we just, some of us are like, I am lacking a great father figure to look up to. And I think that, like I said, the heavenly, our Heavenly Father is such a good father. And there's so many great men in my life and in this church that I want to just highlight a little bit today. And just really kind of encourage you um, that, you know what, you were all created in the image of God. 
and you were created to do wonderful things on this earth. And so today we're going to be that kind of church. We're going to encourage each other. Um, I think sometimes you can come to church and like, like I said, sometimes they'll be like, time to toughen up, time to man up. And my goal today is the opposite. Like today as a church, we're going to encourage one another, build one another up in Christ. And so men, you need to know that whether you're a father or you're not a father, you reflect the father's heart and you're so incredibly valuable. And your unique characteristics reflect his heart. And so uh, I just want to highlight just a a few little things that talk about how um, a male father figure, either whether whether you're an actual father or you're a father figure to someone, what kind of difference you actually make in lives. And so according to the Children's Bureau of Southern California, children who feel a closeness to a father or a father figure are 43% more likely to earn A's in school twice as likely to enter college or find stable employment after high school, 80% less likely to spend time in jail, and half as likely to experience depression. And so uh, just an encouragement for some of you who are like, I wish I could spend more time or, you know, I work so many hours and sometimes I feel like I'm not, I'm not, I don't get to do as much with my kids or the kids that I mentor as much as I want to. But this is an extra encouragement that I want to share with you as well because the studies also showed that the quality of the time spent together with a father or a father figure mattered even more to those kids than the number of hours spent. So when you guys pour your hearts out, when you put your love and you give quality time and attention um, to kids, it makes a huge difference in their life in many, many ways. So for those of you who um, may be feeling sad or overwhelmed, maybe because you haven't had a great example of a father, uh, I want to lend you a few of mine. And so I don't think they would mind me sharing them with you today. Um, but one of those uh, that I want to do, one, I wanna, uh, one that I want to talk about first is my grandfather, and his name was Prosper. Yes, his name was Prosper. That was like the weirdest name you, you can acknowledge it. It's okay. He had the weirdest name. It's Prosper. And <laughs> uh, he, he, like, we, he had a, a son, and they thought he was going to die. And they're like, well, we have to pass on this family name of Prosper. It's been in it for, like, generations. But because this one, we're, we think he's going to pass away, we'll give it to him. They brought him home in a shoebox, and they thought he was going to pass away. Well, he didn't pass away. And so now the Prosper name continues on, and our poor family just keeps having to have this terrible name, Prosper. Anyways. I digress. Uh, Prosper, um, he did not financially prosper in life, but he had a wonderful, wonderful life. And I'm really excited to share with you how he reflected the Father's heart. And so, um, he, like I said, he was an incredible man. Um, but ironically, he never felt like he was worthy of love. And he actually, God's love actually, and he uh, fought in a lot of wars and he'd been through a lot of things, seen a lot of things, done a lot of things. And he went through his whole life kind of feeling like he wasn't worthy of God's love. Um, And actually it wasn't even until the very end of his life that he actually accepted Christ for himself. And even though he grew up in a Catholic church and he heard all about a loving God, he just always felt like he was unworthy And yet, even in that, he was one of the best examples of the Heavenly Father's love that I've ever witnessed. And so that's how I know that by design, you were created to reflect God's love. It's in you. Whether you like it or not, it's in you. And so he might not have exemplified innocence or purity (laughs) at all. He was is wild. But um, his devotion and fatherhood was 
something that will top them all. And I'll sh- I'm going to share with you some of those things that he did. But um, John 15, 12 to 13, Jesus said this. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way that I've loved you because there's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. And in my grandfather, I actually got the chance to personally witness him laying down his life for other people the same way that Jesus did. And not just for the people that loved him or liked him, but even for people that really betrayed him. And as I mentioned early on in my grandfather's life, he fought in several wars, and he got married before he had shipped off. And um, when he returned, he found out that my grandmother had been unfaithful, not just once, but several times. And he, in that process, found out that the children that he thought were his, several were not his. And in addition to that, Obviously, that caused a lot of drama in their home, and that caused a lot of problems. And so um, there, was, there was addiction, and there was all kinds of other things happening in the midst of all of that pain. But he was committed that even though they weren't his kids, even though his wife had hurt him, he was going to stay, and he was going to be committed, and he was going to love them. And so his devotion to her and all of their children surpassed any anger that he had and they decided to stay together and the craziest thing about it is that not only did he just forgive her and decide to stay together with them with her um, he grew more and more in love with her every year and he was able to move forward in that way and although it's been nearly 10 years since his passing every single one of their kids still praise his devotion to both her and all of the kids, and how tender and forgiving and self-sacrificial and present he was. And his daughters would all say that he was the standard of the kind of man that they wanted to marry. And um, that's just an encouragement for those of you dads, too. Your daughters will look for someone who treats their wife the way that you treat your wife. <laughs> Sorry, I had to take a second to think. Wait a minute. Okay, so um, the verse I want to share that reflects God's heart through him um, was Psalms 103, 8 to 14, and it says, The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us, nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all our sins, and he does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For his unfailing love towards those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far as us as the east is from the west. And the Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. For he knows how weak we are and he remembers that we're only dust. And I love that verse so much because it expresses so much of God's heart. He's not some angry controlling guy up in the sky looking for us to make a mistake but he's loving and tender and compassionate with us and he knows that we have weaknesses so not only did he forgive her but he also really did champion her in overcoming her addictions and it was his strength that would eventually help her to become addiction free and not only that but because of some of the drama and the things going on in the household when the kids were younger many of them actually grew up with different addictions as well but through witnessing the way that he loved her and stayed with her and cared for her through her addiction, all of them became addiction-free as well, even to some, like, harder drugs. And so on this side of the story, even though it started out very messy and very painful, 
his love and his devotion was able to turn the entire family around. And today I can say that this, our family is one that is full of love and warmth and strength and compassion and freedom. And a lot of that is because of him. And so that aspect of him reminded me of 1 Peter 4, 8, which says, most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other. For love covers a multitude of sin. And I don't mean that love covers up sin as in it just covers it up and is like makes pretends that it's not there. But instead, love covers the person so much that they are able to get free from that sin. And that's what I love that verse because it's such a beautiful example of when we really truly love one another. And we cover one another, not the sin, we cover one another we're able to help people get free from the things in their lives. And so he loved his kids. Another thing that he did was he loved his kids and was so ridiculously protective of them. And truly, hell hath no fury like that of my grandfather when someone was threatening one of his kids or threatening to beat up one of his kids on the schoolyard. Nobody, you did not want to mess with any of his kids because he was going to show up on your doorstep and he was going to tell your parents, and he was probably going to yell at you. So you can't do that anymore, but back then, he was going to show up on your doorstep and make sure that you set things right. But he was also really protective in a gentle way, too, because he would always take all of us grandkids fishing in his little boat. It was like, went two miles an hour, but it was so fun. It was a treasured memory of ours. And back in the 80s, man, like, nobody wore life jackets or seatbelts. You guys remember this? That was, like, totally optional back then. But he was, like, very protective. And would always make sure, even though we were only going to go two miles an hour in that boat, he's like, baby girl, you better strap that thing all around you. And he's wrapping it around five, six times, making sure that we were all strapped into this boat that nobody was going to fall out of. But he was so protective, and he was so loving in that way. And that reminded me of the Heavenly Father's protective nature for us too. And, and that is found in Psalm 121. It says, My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. And indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers nor sleeps. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go, both now and forever. Another aspect of him that I thought was so beautiful and that reflected the Father's heart was that he was long-suffering. You guys have heard, have you guys heard that verse in 1 Corinthians that talks about being long-suffering? So I mentioned that he had a son that they thought was going to pass away because he was a preemie, and they named him Prosper, sadly. And um, <laughs> Prosper actually... Uh, because he was born so early, had a lot of severe learning disabilities. And he was not able to really truly function the same way that um, his brothers and sisters were going to be able to function in his adult life. And so he would cover him their whole life. He stayed, he always made sure that uh, he was there for him all throughout school. Nobody picked on Prosper. And he also um, made sure that even into adulthood, he always lived less than a mile away from Prosper. And when they moved to Texas to get away from the cold because we lived in the Midwest, and you're like, you, yeah, your bones just can't handle it after a while. <laughs> so they moved down to Texas, and um, he made sure 
that wherever he moved, was going, there would be a place that was just right for Prosper, just down the street. So even into his old age, when he could barely even walk himself, he could be there for Prosper. And so it was so, so beautiful. But not only that, it's not the only person that he loved that way. It was, he also did this for my grandmother. Um, even as much as he heard her, or she heard him, uh, he loved her so deeply, and she ended up getting Parkinson's as she was older. And so every single day, even when they were in their 80s, he would bathe her, dress her, comb her hair, put on her makeup, and then he would, you know, always bring her to the bathroom, anything she needed. And even though she couldn't speak, he would bring her into the kitchen, and he would make her breakfast, and he would feed her her breakfast. And multiple times he would say, you're just so beautiful. I love you so much. And even to this day, our whole family still gets choked up just even talking about it because watching him do that was just so amazing. It's so self-sacrificial. And um, the way that he loved people who had nothing to give him back is exactly the way that God loves us. Because we could never give him the same amount of love that he gives us but he doesn't care. He loves us the same. And 1 Corinthians 13, 7 says, Love never gives up. It never loses faith, and it's always hopeful, and it endures in every circumstance. And the last way that he, I think, represented the Father's love was that he was my dad's best friend his whole life. And there was not a week that went by until the, the, the day he died that they didn't call one another. Um, for one reason or another. And so in him, I just saw that our Heavenly Father is just never too busy to take our calls. Never. And he's, he always looks forward to talking with us. So even if you feel like you don't want to come into God's presence or you are feeling like maybe this thing's too small, it's never too small. He looks forward to talking with us. And so 1 Peter 5, 7 says this, Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. And so while we're talking about my dad, you know, he learned how to be a great dad from my grandfather, and he is such an amazing dad, and he exemplifies God's love in another way. He, to this day, um, he cares for kids long-term who are never his, and he takes care of their kids too. And he people that he never even fathered, he'll send cards and money to um, just because he knows that they needed a good dad. And his final end-of-life dream is to move to, to Colombia, where his wife is from, and to be a father to the fatherless. He wants to work in an orphanage and just share God's love and be a dad, just be a great dad to the end of his life. And actually, there's a few men in our congregation who have a similar heart for caring for kids who don't have a father. And so... I think of Stephen Chow and Michael Tai, who, although neither of them are fathers, they've been mentors to countless young men in the foster system who um, still look to them after they've aged out. And Psalm 68, 5, 6 says this, He's the father to the fatherless, the defender of widows. This is God, whose dwelling is holy. God's places, God places the lonely in families, and he sets the prisoners free and gives them joy. The next, like, obviously I can't, like, leave today without talking about my husband, because he's awesome. He's a great dad as well. But one of the things that he does so well is he's an incredible provider. 
He provides all things, and he always searches for deals and finds crazy. We always say you have, like, the deal juju. Anyone who needs a deal, just call him because he can find it. And he can, he's really good about budgeting and saving, and he teaches our kids that. But not just that. He has that heart for people in our church, and I can't even tell you how many people that have called him over the years and said, can you teach me how to save? Can you teach me how to budget? Can you teach me how to find things so that I can provide for my family? And he's always done that, not just for our family, but for other families too. Um, the next one is Joe Talixson, who he's not able to be here today, but uh, he's been a faithful and unexpected father to Cassie, who is his wife's adult sister with Down syndrome, and they were unexpectedly um, asked to care for her after Cassie's mom died. And so only a year into their marriage, Joe became a dad to an adult um, um, woman with Down syndrome. And it's been a beautiful thing to see because not only did he just take her in, but he's loved her and he's now her favorite person. And you've got to follow her account because she's got some of the sweetest videos of Joe and Cassie. Just He's taken her in like she's his own. Um, some other ones that I want to celebrate today are John Ng and Arno Poissonnier, who would literally cross the country multiple times a year just to see their kids play a game of soccer or water polo. They are incredible dads, and they remind me of Romans 8, 38 and 39. And it says, I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell, can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. And I think of those dads who, are, who literally would literally cross the country or the planet to go see their kids and to support them. It's the same Father's heart inside of them that our Heavenly Father has for us. And so today I want to just, uh, the last verse I'm going to share with you is Proverbs 3, 27 and 28. And it says, give honor to whom honor is due. Chil children, honor your father and your mother, but do not withhold good from those whom it is due. When it is in your power to act, do not say to your neighbor, come back tomorrow and I'll give it to you when you already have it with you. And so you already have some things in front of you. If you look in front of your seat backs, you'll see that there are some little letters and envelopes. And today we're actually going to build into our, our time together um, just a moment to write a letter to whether it's your father or a father figure who's made an impact in, in your life or maybe to your heavenly father. Um, just saying thank you for one thing or maybe a few things that they've done in your life. And we've got extras on the ends if you want to write a few of them, but we're going to give you five minutes. And I want to encourage you to really encourage someone who has been an incredible father or father figure or heavenly father in your life. So we're actually going to turn on the music, and we're going to take five minutes or so, and we're just going to write out some incredible encouragements. And then uh, after that, uh, after service is over, um, we'll dismiss. And you can, if you need them mailed out, we will mail them for you. Um, we will have a little basket out in the lobby for you. So if you want to just drop them in the basket, we'll make sure that we'll mail them out. Just make sure that you put the address on there because I, I won't have that. Um, but take it with you if you're going to see the Father today or if you are um, not going to be able to, or if you're actually writing the letter to God, then maybe take some time today and talk to God about what you've written to him.
All right, so if we can go ahead and put on some music and go ahead and start writing your letters. <laughs> <laughs> 